This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Your career is calling. Wanda Ellett is here to make sure you're on the road to success to your dream job. With Your Career is Calling, get the empowerment and tips you need to get going in the tough business world. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Ride University. Next job is on the other end, so let's get to this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Uh, we are in Killarney Public House Studio. Actually, we're remote, each in our own home, social distancing during this quarantine, and we're uh, coming to you with, uh, via a Zoom conference. And um, your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers and businesses as the CEO of Me, Inc. So behind the glass today, producing the show is Ryder University's intern, Anthony Colasano. Yay, Anthony. And today I have a very special guest. I have an alumni of Ryder, alumni of the Bronx, alumni of Z100 Morning Show, and also he is now the content creator of Empathy Wines. I have Jake Tuff. Jake, yay! How are you? Hello, I'm very good. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you taking the time today. All the way from scenic Hoboken, New Jersey. Yep, very scenic. Do you love living in, in Hoboken? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's like I get the hustle and bustle of the city, but also get to escape to nice little Hoboken when I am done work and done for the day. Yeah, and it's beautiful there. There's so much to do. There's, and I'm touch I always get nervous because I'm always touching my face now and I realize how much I touch my face. Yeah. But I did wash I my hands before starting today. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so um if this is your first time listening to the show, um basically we I've been doing the show for about seven years. And previously what we would do is we would do the traditional career management, you know, networking, uh interviewing, all these traditional topics. And about Two years ago, we started, uh, you know, well, we started doing a topic of the month. Then we did topic of the year, which was, um, you know, overcome. What was your biggest career lesson? Then we did um, what was your biggest obstacle? And this year, it's what's your superpower and how do you market that? And um, as Jake is a marketing genius, I have to say, if you've <laughs> ever, you know, I love your Instagram. I love your post. Like his Instagram is very creative, but he's always been like, I listened to um, to Z100 when you were on the morning show too. And, yeah. um, and I really, you know, I loved what you did there. And, and even, you know, like I said, today on your Instagram, um, your content is very funny. It's, you Thank know, you. a little bit of dry humor, but it's very funny. So today <laughs> you're gonna like, if you would tell us a little bit more about you and, you know, how you came to um, get all the different opportunities and also about your superpower. Yeah, so it's very interesting because everything kind of starts at 1077 The Bronx for me. Uh, 
And then the way that my life has evolved is very strange. And my story is not a typical path of events that would happen. Uh, I started my freshman year having a radio show at 107.7 The Bronx, and I never thought that I was going to go into radio. And then I fell in love with it. They're like, hey, you can come do a show. You can have an hour to yourself and do whatever you want. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And so I started (laughs) doing it. And we just had the most ridiculously fun time. And then I Now, who were your co-hosts on there? Oh, I had different friends every week. So everybody from the radio station? Yeah, it was like different friends. Anybody who wanted to come do it with me each week was the people that I had. So we just had a lot of fun with it. And then uh, I started producing a show on Saturday mornings. a different sponsored show and I did that for now whose show did you do Saturday it was a Dr. T no it was Turfs Up it's not on oh, anymore, okay. yeah, 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 yeah 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 so I was doing that for over a year and then I fell in love with radio so I was like I want to keep doing this and I had grown up listening to Elvis during the morning show and I had always loved it and it was like a dream to work there and so I applied to be an intern there and thankfully did you network in through the the Bronx and through like through John and stuff? Yeah, so John gave me all these opportunities throughout my time at the Bronx and taught me everything that I knew about radio. And so that got me an interview for an internship with Elvis during the morning show and then I got it somehow and ended up interning there for 2 years. Then I graduated in May of 2015. And they called me four months later and they said, hey, we have a job, but you'd have to start tomorrow. Do you want it? And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) And then I was there for four years of my life. And it was the most incredible, crazy, fun four years I've ever had. Uh, And then recently, about six months ago, I made the switch. Uh, Now I work in the wine world. I'm a content producer for Empathy Wines, which is a direct-to-consumer winery. Uh, And... All of our wine is uh, grown and blended and bottled in Napa, and we are based out of New York City. So I haven't, didn't really have to move far. Uh, and that's where I am today. Like, I can't, like, what was your favorite memory at Z100? Oh, definitely the traveling. We used to travel all the time, and, you know, because different, we had all these sponsors, and so we would have, like, tourism boards be sponsors, and they would be like, hey, you guys should come to this place. And then I was the video producer there, excuse me. So I would go and basically just document their experience in whatever place it was. So, you know, we went to Mexico, all over the, the country. I went to Singapore. Uh, so they just took me on literally a ride around the world. Wow. And it was, it was just cool to you know, be able to see places that I've never seen before. And my coworkers were some of the most incredible people, still are most incredible people ever been with. And we just had a ton of fun, you know, and it was just, it was a really cool transition right after college. uh, Because it, it was just like an extension of college. We just had a ridiculous amount of fun every day. Yeah, it sounded it too. Yeah, and it was it always, it, you know, it's it's always that show has always been like a really fun show, and so it really must have been like I applaud you for making the transition to another opportunity because you could you could be there for as long as you wanted. 
Right. You know? I could have still been there. And, you know, the interesting thing was when I got hired there originally, I was hired as an audio producer. And uh, that job lasted for six months. And then I came in one day and the job didn't exist anymore. And, you know, nobody had told me. So I was like, oh, That's no, scary. <laughs> I don't have a job now. And they're like, well, we're going to figure it out. Just stick around for a little bit. So I ended up taking uh, somebody left and I took a role of the video producer. And then that's what I did for the next remainder of the time that I was there. So like I said, uh, we were talking earlier and I said my superpower is adapting. And I say that because everything that I've done in my career so far, I've, I've just kind of adapted to, you know, I like started in radio, which I had studied for the four years in college and that was great. So I was doing audio production and that was exactly what I was studying. And then they're like, hey, there's this video producer position open. You can either take this job or go find another job somewhere else. So I had to adapt and figure it out and make it work. And I did and ended up being really good at it. And then that's what led to where I am now, creating content for a winery. Now, how was it making that transition? Like, was it a difficult decision or? It was very, very, very difficult because... Well, one, I was really comfortable in my position with the morning yeah. show. You know, it's like being in a relationship where you're super comfortable and you just know that things aren't right, but you don't do anything about it because you're comfortable. That's kind of what it was. So I was like, I could just stay here for a while and enjoy it and have a good time. But there wasn't really much more growth in the position that I was in. So, uh, you know, I felt the need to get out and and go explore and do other things. And so I searched for a job for a long time and interviewed at a ton of different places and got denied from more than I can even tell you. And then this one just fell into place at the right, it was the right place at the right time. And I clicked with my current coworkers better than I'd clicked in any interview I'd had ever. Wow. And it was just that the says right, a lot, you know, right. it and seems you know, that you really got along with everybody at Z100. There was like a family connection there. And, right. you know, it was just, so for you to say that, that's huge. You right. Know? And it was, it was hard because the company that like, we're a startup and mm -hmm. I went from working for a giant media company to the startup that had a, a total of four employees when I started. Oh, wow. And so people were like, are you sure you want to do that? That's kind of a risk. And I was 20, how old was I when I took that job? 26. Now I'm 27. So it was, a, you know, six months ago. And I'm like, well, what do I have to lose? I'm 26. If, it, if I work there for a year and it doesn't work out, then I'll move on and do something else. Luckily, turns out I've made the right decision and things are going very well and the company is doing great and we're growing and things are really fun. But it was a risk, and you know, but it was a time in my life where I felt like I could take that risk because what did I have yeah. to lose? I'm a single man living in an apartment that has a very decent price that I can afford it was the time of my life to make that jump and take a risk. And I'm very happy that I did it. Was like, and as far as like, how did you realize that your, your superpower is your adaptability? Like how, like, why would you say like that that's your superpower? So even with my position now, I went into it thinking it was going to be a lot of video stuff. So I had gone from producing audio to then producing video and was very comfortable on each one of those, you know, and I've always had an interest in photography, but I've never really been like, I would have never really considered myself a photographer. I was more a video producer. Uh, and then when I started with this job, it was going to be a little bit of both. And I knew it was going to be a lot of video and a little bit of photography. And then it ended up now what it is, it's like 80% photography and 20% video. So again, I had to adapt yeah. into this, figuring it out and, you know, 
this is what my job is going to be. And if I want to thrive in it, then I need to do whatever it is that I need to do to make it work and to make myself the best at it as I possibly can be. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've gotten out of all of this? Uh, networking is the most incredible thing you can ever do for yourself. Amen. <laughs> because the whole reason that I got, the whole reason that I got the position that I'm in right now is because one of my old coworkers knew somebody who was recruiting for a different company that was connected to this company. So the, the way that I was connected to this company is this, this weird small world kind of story where I had originally applied for a different job with a different company and I didn't get that. But the guy that I was originally talking to said, Hey, there's this other company, you know, startup wine company they're looking for a content creator are you interested in interviewing and i was like wine and content that sounds like my dream come true <laughs> so that's cool I, yeah it was great and now i just drink a ton of wine and take pictures and video and i just have a lot of fun with it what's been but your yeah, favorite I mean, experience so far oh we so the interesting thing about the wine world not to get too nerdy here is that a lot of the wine that you buy on the shelf is bulk juice, which is means that people are just buying wine from other people and then slapping their yeah. label on it. And then they say, Hey, this is our fancy wine. So the cool thing about empathy wines is that, uh, we source our grapes from four different grape growers in Northern California. And then our winemaker goes and picks the grapes when he feels the time is right. And he blends and bottles and we distribute the wine all from our winery in Napa. So I went out, a few months ago for my first work trip to Napa and got to see how everything actually happened. And it was just so cool because That's I have amazing. no background, right. I have no background in the wine world and I just, you know, got the chance to like see it firsthand and see how the wine that I'm drinking in the bottle gets the, from the grape to this bottle that comes to my doorstep. Now, have you made the, have you physically made wine yet or no? No. Is it like something on your to-do list or you're just happy? Like, you know, where you are? It would be cool. It's definitely, uh, it's more of a science than I ever realized before. Oh yeah. 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 And then I didn't realize that you can go to college for winemaking, but. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Like a lot of our, uh, a lot of our farmers who grow grapes went to school for winemaking. Which wow. Is, yeah. So it's, it's crazy because, you know, you can have one wine, you can have two different wines that are both from the same place in the world, but taste completely different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's just such a science and depends on, you know, when you pick the grapes or whatever. So, I mean, what's been cool about this is I'm really getting into wine and never in a million years thought I would be a wine connoisseur or whatever you would call me. Do you feel like you're becoming that connoisseur? Like with that, you know, because yeah, I can imagine, you know, because I, I uh, years ago, a couple of, uh, less than 10 years ago, I, I made wine with some friends. Like we went to one of those places where you're actually making the wine. And I've been to Napa and it was exciting to see, you know, all these things. But it was, you know, like I can't imagine like, you know, like I was excited for you and I, you know, and I'm excited, like I'm hoping that you like put more out there too about yeah. your experience of like learning more about wine and that kind of thing because um you know being a wine nerd I like that stuff you know right. and, and and learning like how you know like behind the scenes kind of thing I think would be exciting and also like I guess we have to take go to break but um one of the things I think would be exciting would be you know like just I guess more behind the scenes and and I want to talk too about um 
what makes your wine different because if everything yeah. is like a, a you know how you were talking about the like a what did you call it a like a bulk juice? juice yeah bulk juice yeah um like what makes you guys stand out yeah you know that'd be exciting so you're listening to your career's calling this is Wanda Ellett with the create uh creative content I guess kind of, are you uh like like uh, I'm sorry your title again is uh content, content creator, creator uh, yeah. with empathy wines and um, this is Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling at the Killarney Public House Studio at Ryder University's radio station, 107. Yeah, I get me all excited because we're talking about wine. 1077 The Bronx online at 1077thebronx.com. And uh, Jake has been sharing about his superpower of uh, being adaptable. And we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career is Calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett of Your Career is Calling. And today I am very thrilled and very honored to have uh, an alumni of Ryder University, alumni of Z100, morning chef, Jake Tuff. And he is sharing his superpower of being adaptable. Uh, he is currently the content creator for Empathy Wines. And we're going to get into a little bit more. I'm excited. In the last segment, we talked about how you came to this great opportunity to empty wines. And now we're going to get into more of behind the scenes and learning more about the nerdy stuff. I like the nerdy <laughs> stuff of the wines. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's so a fun if world. You know, like get like if you could share a little bit more, like like some of the exciting things you've learned that you know. Well, you know, wine is such a crazy world because so we're direct to consumer winery, which means we're not sold in any stores. You can't go to the liquor store and buy us. So you have to buy right from our website. Uh, and, oh, I didn't know that either. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So the benefit of that is, you know, when you buy wine on a shelf, it goes through the three tier system. So it has to go from the winery to a distributor to the retailer. Um, I missed one in between, but there's something in there. Whatever. Every every time along the way, it gets marked up. Um, you know, because everybody needs to profit from it, which makes sense. So for us, it uh, goes right from our winery to your doorstep. So we're able to make a much higher quality wine for a lot better price um, because so wait, it doesn't so have to go through all these hands. So it goes from the winemaker to the distributor, distributor to the retailer. Retailer. Okay. So like that's so something. Yeah. So uh, to the consumer. Right, to the consumer. So, but ours goes right from our winery to the consumer. Um, so now, how it, do you get around, like, some of the, um, can you buy that? Can you, can you buy alcohol online in New Jersey? Uh, yeah, so there's only seven states that we can't ship to, which okay. is the other interesting thing, you know, because what I've been learning a lot from working at a startup is I've been learning a lot of the business side of things. Because um, I'm not a business major, and go looking back I kind of wish that I had a minor in business or something because yeah, yeah. you know with doing creating content oh well, I guess I when I graduated I never imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing now yeah. but what I found is that a lot of companies need somebody who does a lot of things wears many hats rather than hey I'm just an editor or hey I'm just a photographer uh you know if you're working for an ad agency or you're working for a film production company or something then you're going to have that one specific role but every role that I've had and a lot of the roles in the media world you're doing a lot more than one thing so yeah. being able to do you know if I had a business background I could 
do things that I'm not necessarily doing now or, but that's been the interesting thing about working for a startup is that I'm learning, you know, how you're getting everything hands on. Right. So I'm like, every time they, we talk about, Oh, we can't ship the seven States. I'm like, well, why, you know, I try and learn more and more just by, from my bosses and my coworkers, because, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know how to do. And hopefully I'm with this company for a long time, but if I need to go somewhere else then I want to have other things that I can do and things that I can bring to the table for other people. Mm. Yeah. Cause the only reason I know that is because one of my friends, I think it was her brother-in-law owned uh, early on, like, like, I don't even know how many years ago it was. He did um, wine.com and uh, he was one of the founders and creators of that. And I remember learning, like, I guess at that time you couldn't, I don't know how long it's been. You could buy wine on in New Jersey online, but I know for a while they had like a little bit of a prohibition, which I thought was interesting in this day and age, you know, that they would prohibit like the purchase of anything. And like, what, like, what kinds of States are they like, all over the United States that you can't do that or? Um, yes, I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. <laughs> oh, no worries. I know Rhode Island. Ship, like, I don't know. I can't name it all. Well, where, where's your biggest consumer? Right uh, now it's New York, New Jersey. <laughs> right. Well, it's New York and California. Oh, really? I wasn't yeah. far off. <laughs> Those are our top two. That's funny. And that's pretty cool though. So the grapes, it's, it's, it's a uh, Napa. Napa-based juice and grapes? Yeah, so our grapes are not grown in Napa. Uh, they're grown in up-and-coming regions surrounding Napa, but everything is California. blended, bottled, and made in Napa. Okay. And that's where, like, so when you, like, market it, it's it's a Napa wine. It's considered right. Napa wine. So the back of our bottles say Napa, but it wasn't grown in Napa. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, like I said, I, and I, I, I love all this because... I'm like, I made wine with a bunch of friends and it was funny because I was very careful about my wine label. Like, you know, it was like, right. you know, it was bottled, you know, the grapes were, you know, from California and then, you know, putting all this stuff into the label. And it right. was interesting learning about the different labels, you know, like it sounds yeah. dirty, but I loved all that. It is. It's, and the, the crazy thing is how much goes into it. And then, you know, you brought up a point that I, that's interesting. So if you, Play depending on uh, different states or different countries have different rules and laws of what you can do, but you can buy a wine that says it's cab, so you can be like Cabernet Sauvignon, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent cab. You know, there oh, really? could be like a certain percentage of other grapes in there, and the way the reason that people do that is because it's they'll use cheaper grapes or something so that they can make more out of the grapes that they have, but still sell it as a cab. Now, have you put any of the wine labels together? Have you had that that opportunity? No, our creative director does all of that. You know, that's another interesting thing about being a small company is that normally we'd have like a graphic designer and a, whatever, a million different people, but we're six people now. So it's, you know, I'm creating the content or my boss is the creative director and he's making the labels and making the packaging. It's like every little detail that's handled, we're not pushing out to another agency. Everything's happening within our small six group of people so it's kind of nuts when you when I take a step back and look at everything that we've done in the last six months and how we've made it all happen with such small amount of people is pretty wild yeah it's pretty exciting I, I think Anthony Anthony you were the producer with the show with the uh the vodka company true was it true, yeah true true vodka, true vodka. Yeah, yeah 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 true vodka 
and uh, and they were a small startup, the same kind of thing. I was like, two friends, and so what we, they were, you know, talking about how um, they were more concerned with the quality and the caliber, like the taste, right? And um, they they were like obsessed with that, and they're still obsessed. Mm. That's like their key thing, and they think that that's what makes them. There's like you don't get a hangover with their vodka. Um, they're they're very they were just obsessed with that you know so right. what would you say is your unique identifier like what makes you guys like why should i buy empathy wines we are able to produce a much higher quality wine for the price of the wine that you're getting so uh our wine's 20 dollars a bottle we have three choices it's super easy to decide you know when you go into a liquor store it's like super you're super overwhelmed with every all the choices but you go to our website and it's red blend white blend and rosé each $20 a bottle. So it's super simple to pick. Um, and you're getting a lot more value than a $20 bottle. If you were to buy a $20 bottle in the liquor store, because we cut out the middlemen and distribute it right to your door. And so uh, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Not, it sounds familiar. Is so that Gary's wines? Yeah. No. So he is uh no, 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 there's a different Gary. Um, but he is a big, entrepreneur uh owns a lot of different companies he's one of our co-founders uh and he grew up in the wine business and his dad owns a liquor store and he you know has all these connections that he's made over the years so that's another way that we're able to get our price down because of his connections so you know there's a million different yeah there's like a million different things that go into how this wine is made and how it's able to be the best price for the consumer and then you know we have this amazing wine for twenty dollars Wow. And then like, what would you say if it, it was like retailed, you know what I mean? Through regular distribution, what would it be? Like, what, what do you think it would be like a $40 wine? Yeah. That's what, wow. you know, he says that if it was sold in stores, it would be $40 wine. So we're making a 40, you know, it's, this is a weird statement, but we're making a $40 wine for $20. It's weird to say that because, you know, it's a $20 wine, but if it were sold in a liquor store, it would cost $40. Wow. And like, so everything is bottled there and then it's, um, you know, direct to the consumer from the website. Um, is, is everything like, is everything pretty much housed in California or is it like, do you have distribution centers? Like what's the, what's that look like? Yeah. So we have, uh, our wine, if you were ordering it on the East coast, it comes from, we have a, uh, warehouse on the East coast where we send, wine too so that you're able to get it faster so if you ordered wine from us on monday morning at 10 a.m you would and you live in new jersey you're most likely going to get it the next day um which is wild because i just placed an order with two other people two other companies and i placed it a week ago and it took them a week to even ship the order and with empathy you will get it the next day if you're close enough to our warehouse and you order it in the morning so it's just like the speed that we're able to do everything is mind blowing. Wow. That's pretty yeah. exciting. It's and it's then the awesome. Thing is too, like I get nervous too. I would be nervous and, and, and doing that, having the distribution centers, that's part of the reason why I asked because, um, you know, it was interesting. One of the things I really love this, this where we made the wine because the guy, he had this big warehouse and we made red, like it was a, it was a red blend. Right. And it was just, and everybody like, you know, they were, when they heard we were making this wine, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be good. 
but it, you know, it was, it was very good. Like everybody, yeah. like even people who are just very finicky about their wine, they would drink it and they were like, oh my God, this is delicious. So this guy, what he would do is he would take two bottles from your, your lot and he would keep it. And then every week when you would like, anytime you would go there, he would have like this big Italian hoagie. Like it was just a very, it was like, you know, you would share like some of the hoagie with people and some Italian pastries and he would serve other people's wine because if any, and he kept it for like a year because um, he would guarantee the wine for a year. And then um, if anybody came back and said, my wine was terrible, then he would pull out their bottle of wine that he took from their lot. And it's interesting too, because like, you know, to have it shipped so quickly, I think is phenomenal because there's conditions you can't control, like being shipping, right. the shipping conditions, you know, that could affect right, especially it. now. Yeah. And, and being in the car too long, you know what I mean? Being on the truck. Uh, being, you know, in, in extreme heat or extreme cold or whatever, you know, I think that that could adversely affect the, the quality and the caliber. And that's through no fault of your own. Right. You know, you know it's so like when exciting. people, right. When people get mad at us because their delivery is delayed or something, I'm like, well, we're, we're not FedEx, but I understand your frustration, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. hate to do this, but we have to, I got the signal from, ah, from Anthony again that we have to go to a break. Uh, you are listening to Wanda Ellett, uh, Your Career is Calling, and we are in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. And um, today I am very honored to have a very interesting, very fascinating guest, uh, Jake Tuff. He's alumni of Ryder, Z100, and now he is the content creator for Empathy Wines. And we're learning a lot about wine. And also, I think it's served uh, him very well with his superpower of being adaptable. And we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett, and we are in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Actually, we're not in Ryder. We're working remotely via Zoom, coming to you live you know, on, on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Um, and I am here with Jake Tuft and he has been sharing some great insight into his superpower and, um, of being adaptable. And, um, uh, before we continue our conversation, we have our producer, Anthony Colasano with his segment, finding your future. Adulting, going to work, choosing a career. Sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future. Underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Rokes Associates is looking for an entry-level engineer who is ready to work on a project related to the investigation and environmental remeditation of industrial and commercial sites. And essential duties for the job are performing field work, including site investigation and remeditation, reviewing field data and preparing data evaluation reports, reviewing, summarizing laboratory reports, and much more. Position requirements are a bachelor's degree in environmental, civil, or chemical engineering or a related field, 
zero to three years of environmental consulting experience, previous sampling experience, familiarity with drilling and well construction techniques, groundwater modeling experience plus, knowledge of geological concepts such as stratigraph stratigraphy, groundwater flow, and geochemistry, ability to produce quality work on a budget and on schedule, strong written and verbal communication with technical writing experience, knowledge of Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Access, experience with databases, and GIS preferred. Should you be interested in this opportunity, go visit Rider University's Handshake website to find more about this job and other jobs as well. This has been Anthony Colasano with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Excellent job, Anthony. Excellent job. So, um... Uh, Jake, so in the first segment, we talked about, you know, uh, a little bit about your, your background and how you were able to network into this opportunity. Uh, we also went through, you know, how difficult it was to take this on and also some of the challenges you experienced in being with a startup versus being with a large media company. And then, um, you know, we also talked about some of the, the background effect of uh you know being in the in the wine industry and everything that you're learning in the wine industry and uh and and just there's just a whole science to wine uh there's just so many different aspects um what would like i don't know if you want to go into we were talking a little bit of, during the break about um you know how it is dealing with with you know working remotely and that kind of thing but if you would like how how are you like using like marketing your um your talent of being a superhero, like your superhero talent or your superpower of uh, being adaptable. How do you use that like to really market and, and some of the insight into how do you get your marketing? Like to do, get ideas for your marketing. Like for me or for the, for empathy wines? Both. Okay. So I guess for, you know, the, the way that my adaptability benefits empathy is that part of my job is coming up with the concepts for things that we're doing. And so, you know, we try and stay culturally relevant and try and do things that are relatable to people. And the way that I do that is because, you know, I'm addicted to social media. I have, <laughs> I'm on social media way more than I should be. If you looked at my screen time right now, it would make you very sad. Uh, so it's just like staying up to date on what's going on in the world. And, you know, but as far as my using my superpower for my benefit, you know, that's how I got this position is because you know I can take something in and run with it and you know make it work no matter what the situation is so when we first started we didn't have a huge we still don't we don't have a huge budget for you know photo shoots or video shoots so it's you have to just make it work and I we if you were to look at our Instagram uh, you would never know that we don't have a large budget because we make the most out of a little bit and working from home you know, I've basically turned my apartment into a photo studio and some of the shots that I get out of my apartment, I'm literally taking on my iPhone because I don't even have our camera with me because I left it in the office. Yeah. And you would never in a million years know that I'm taking these in my apartment on an iPhone, you know, and that's just all part of, of, of my adaptability and, you know, 
making the best out of every situation and a lot of people would take a situation like this and be like oh I wish I had my camera or oh I wish I had this or I wish I had that and sure I wish I had more stuff but I'm not just complaining about it and not doing anything about it I make it work you know because the option is either a figure it out or b do a terrible job at your job (laughs) so the only option is make it work and so it's been a very big struggle and a very big test of my creativity to shoot in my apartment. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I guess I, I make it work by just creating a bunch of content and doing things and some of them won't work and some of them we won't use, but a lot of it ends up being really cool and unexpected. I think it was cool. Like there were a couple posts that you did that you actually um, showed that it was from your apartment. Like, yeah. you, you know, you made it look like it was like big screen, real deal. Ooh, look what we're doing. And then you, um, you know, you, uh, you know, you took it behind the scenes, you know, right. and you made it like, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. You know, and this is how I did this shot, you know? Right. So I thought and that that cool, was very you know? cool. And, and people, that makes it more real and even opening yourself up to show things like that because, you know, it makes, again, it makes you more relatable and it's, everybody's going through the same struggles right now and hopefully you are still employed and, you know, I'm very fortunate to still have a job and to be able to do my job. So, you know, it just, I guess going back to the whole relatable thing, it's like people like things that relate to them. So I yes. try and play off of that. Now, how has it been working remotely, like with everybody? Like, how was that adjustment? That's hard, because normally we, you know, we're a small team. Like I said, we're a team of six people. The entire company is made up of six people, uh, or in our corporate office at least. We have like our grape growers and our winemaker and everything, but our like team is six people. And it, normally, I can just stand up and be like, "Hey, what am I doing with this?" Or, "Hey, can you come look at this real fast?" But now it's like hey, I'm going to put some time on your calendar so that we can Zoom or we can Google Hangouts and figure out what we're doing. And it's a lot harder to communicate with people. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a not lot the same, yeah. Right. A lot of people have communication issues in the first place. Not that I work with, but it, it just makes things a lot more difficult and a lot harder to stay on top of things when you're not actually in person with each other. Yeah. That's very, very, very true. And that's true. Like even like I think about being in an office with people, like, you know, it would just irritate the crap out of me. People were sending, you know, CYA emails, just get up and talk to each other. You know, you're sitting in the next cubicle. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then it was all this drama and I just, it just irritated the heck out of me. I just hated that. I really, really did. And it's just never the same, like being in person. But I'm getting the cue again from Anthony. We got to go to a little break. You're listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing Jake Tuff. And he is sharing his insight into his superpower of being adaptable. And we'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career is Calling. Jake, it's the end of the show. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, even Already? though I've been doing this, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Even though I've been doing <laughs> this for so long, like, I just, it keeps going faster and faster and faster and faster. And and today was just really well, a lot of fun. And, you know, it was great spending the time with you. And do you have any last bits of wisdom? 
Last of Wisdom. Uh, I mean, if anybody is listening and needs, you know, wants to connect with me or wants to network or wants to talk about radio or wine, you can find me on Instagram at Jake the Producer. Uh, I love talking to people and I love, you know, I was young and hungry and still am, I guess, but I was like young and very hungry at one point and love talking to people who are also young and hungry and want to do big things in the world. So I would love to connect with you if you're in a situation where you need somebody to connect with. That's awesome. And yeah. do you want to talk about like, as far as, you know, what do you want to promote? Like how can people get in touch with you besides like Jake producer? You want to talk about like the Instagram and social media for empathy wines? Yeah. Empathywines.com. Uh, if you're over 21 and want to buy wine, uh, all of our social media handles are at Empathy Wines. Very simple. <laughs> and it's really delicious and I would highly recommend you try it. I don't get any commission off of our sales, so I just legitimately love it. And would and I like to spread the wealth of delicious wine to everyone else as well. Now what if you could share, like what do you see, like what are you hearing is the future of Empathy Wines? Like are they always gonna be straight, you know, to the like on just available via the online? Or, you know, what does the future look like? Yeah, I think we'll always be direct to consumer. We're available in a few restaurants in New York City. Um, and that's not really the route I, they want to go, I don't think. I think we're going to stick with being direct to consumer because that gives the consumer the best possible value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we were to start selling in liquor stores, the price of the wine would go up. So uh, it's it's a good route and it's been working very well so far. And it's looking like this is how it's going to stay. And and you can always get wine shipped right to your door, which is what better time than right now to get wine and not have to leave your house. You don't even have to change out of your pajamas to get our wine. So that's the best part. That's awesome. And, and, yeah. and just, I haven't tried it yet. I'm sorry, but I will. And, yeah, uh, it's really good. You know, I'm really looking forward to it because it sounds delicious. And yeah. uh, I really want to thank you for today and taking the time with me. I think this has been great. And yeah, thank I noticed, you for having me. I noticed you have your writer hat on. So go oh, on. yeah, because <laughs> my hair is way too long to have my hair out right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a common look for today, you know. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, you know, some people, it was funny because there was a survey on one of the social media things. Do you, like, do you still go to your meetings with pants on? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like what, you yeah. know. So I can't imagine. I don't want to think about. <laughs> but also, shout out to John Moses, who is the reason that I'm talking to you today. So, amen. You know, he does a great job, and uh, love that we man. Talking, yeah, we were talking during the break with Anthony, our producer, and uh, sharing with him like he runs this like it, you know it's a legit radio station, and um what he expects from the producers, you know, even though you're a student producer, you are hands-on and you are expected to deliver just like you were working at, you know, a Z100 or something, yep. you know, so it's, it's phenomenal. But thank you again. I can't thank you enough for, for today. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to follow you on social media and following your big success in, in, I know, in whatever you choose to do, you will always be successful. And thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the On Demand Library on 1077thebronc.com, 
uh, where we have over seven years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 The Bronx Street iPhone or um, Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1 or WRRC2. And we'd love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, uh, also WandaEllett.com. And uh, you can check out my website, G45Consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. Uh, there are seats available for the uh, May class. And if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And you can connect to me on uh, LinkedIn or send me an email at Wanda at G45Consulting.com. And I would like to thank our producer. We would like to thank our producer, Anthony Calasano, for another fantastic job. And as Jake mentioned, uh, John Moses, our general manager. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Marvel Express Press, and Rider University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without their support. We appreciate you, our listeners, and we know how difficult it is to manage your business and manage your career, and we really thank you for listening in. Remember, own your career, keep networking alive, and I'm going to be here next week with another fantastic guest. Thanks again, and be safe, happy Easter, be well, and have a great week. Thank you. When our show comes to a close, a door of opportunity opens. Thank you for listening to Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Join Wanda and her who's who of guests and career consultants next Sunday at 8 a.m. for even more advice on controlling your career path. To check out our past episodes, go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to our past shows. Simply search Your Career is Calling. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting. Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Rider University. We hope you answer our call next Sunday at 8 a.m. for our next edition of Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.